This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. up welcome to lady talk radio i am your main chick stacy ray and i am thrilled to be bringing you episode number 31 with crystal verba this podcast as always is brought to you by we are lady where we start conversations that empower you and help you move forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want for the show notes of this episode anytime you can simply go to we are lady forward slash three one radio. So if you are not already kicking it on that page, it is the place to be. So head over there now. You will find all of the goods. There will be the awesome points that Crystal mentions throughout the episode, as well as her contact info, my contact info, because let's get real. We love to hear from you. We're real people behind this podcast. You know what I mean? So we love to hear what you loved about the episode. If you have a question, something that you want to share. So feel free to reach out. And as well as if you want us to talk about something on this show, if there's somebody you would love to hear on the show, maybe you want to be on the show, reach out to me and I will make it happen for you. So this conversation is so damn juicy. It is full of feel-good ways to really elevate your life, utilizing your bliss as the gateway. So in this hour, we dove into why bliss is the missing nutrient in many women's lives, how to activate yours, and the many powerful ways it can not only make your life more enjoyable, because let's get real, we all want more bliss, but also more effective. So if you are a woman on a mission, and you have been feeling like you may be burning the candle at both ends, this is a must listen for you. But wherever you are at in your journey, this message is something for every woman to hear. So I want to tell you a little bit more about Crystal before we jump into this. She is the founder of the Blissful Woman Project, co-founder of Refresh Natural Health, and also co-founder of Footprints Conservation Society. And at the age of 23, she was working as the VP of operations for a big investment banking firm, had a blossoming career in film film and TV, and she's going to share more about how her journey went. And when she actually had a major decline in her health, she went blind in her left eye due to an autoimmune condition. She developed early onset rheumatoid arthritis, severe case of chronic fatigue, cystic acne, she was dealing with some mega challenges. And through those circumstances, she was actually really reintroduced to her personal strength and power. And so as a life and nutrition coach now, she helps women and men awaken to their strength and power within themselves by taking ownership and responsibility of their own thoughts, words, and daily actions, no matter their circumstances. And she is a mega babe. She's a bliss boss. I just made that up, but I think it sounds great. And I know you are all going to love her as much as I do. So let's get into this delicious conversation. Hey, Crystal, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited about this conversation having you on the show. Uh, before we jump into this, why don't you give us a little look behind the scenes of your life these days? What are you up to? Hi, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me. I am just thrilled to talk to you and, and get to kind of introduce myself to your listeners too. Life is awesome right now. I, uh, I'm working a lot with Refresh Natural Health, which is the clinic that I run in Vancouver, and um, also a lot on the go with Blissful Woman Project and um, feeling like the, the naturally serial entrepreneur that I am and <laughs> learning a lot of lessons in that process too. Um, I started Refresh Natural Health five years ago, and it's amazing how quickly it grew. And now I'm at a point where I've maximized 
what I can do with that. And so that's a learning lesson on its own and lots of challenges that I, uh, I really appreciate coming into my life right now. Beautiful. Yeah, I've, I always really connected with you, you know, when I when I had initially seen some of your stuff online, and hearing what you were about and hearing a little bit of your story, even just through what you share online with people, um, I was really inspired. And I think, you know, the most exciting part of this conversation is we're going to hear some of that story, and also <laughs> yeah. how you came to be now and what the Blissful Woman Project's really about and, um, and how people can really plug into that for themselves. So Oh, yeah, so amazing. Let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. back it up. So your life was not always blissful, let's be honest, you know, most of us had a journey, you know. So what was your journey like? Like, where did this begin for you? Did you have like a specific moment in time that you remember? Or where did it start? I can definitely say that my struggle with achieving bliss in my life started at a very young age. I, uh, I was born basically with an anaphylactic allergy to dairy. So that was always quite a challenge um, and a restriction in my life. And moving forward, I had to really come to terms with what that meant for me. And so I didn't really fit in a lot in school. I was always a little bit different in that sense. I was kind of the weird kid that couldn't eat anything normal. And I tried really hard to belong and I tried to fit in, but I, uh, I always felt like I was on the edge of something else. And I knew that there was more in my life that I needed to achieve. And so when I got out of high school, I don't even really remember going to the last years of high school. I was so over it and I was ready to move forward with my life. And I got out of high school and I got a job right away at an investment banking firm because I wanted a career and I was good at project management. So I was like, I'm going to dive into this full force. I'm going to be the best that I can be. And in doing so, I thought that I would achieve true happiness. What I ended up achieving is a really wonderful career where I became the VP of operations of an amazing investment banking firm. And at the same time, I had a creative outlet in acting. I had a dream of becoming a famous actress. And so I felt like I was truly following my bliss in every aspect of life. And around the age of 22, everything started to take a decline. My body started to push back against the choices that I had made, the stress I put on myself that felt like a healthy, good stress. It felt like, you know, that adrenaline rush where you're pushing something forward and that feels good. It started to take a really strong toll on my body. And around the same time, I had received a phone call from 20th Century Fox in regards to a role that I had done. They loved it, and they flew me down to L.A., and basically it was a moment where I realized that every dream I had as a kid was about to come true, but it wasn't what I wanted. And I realized that it wasn't about sending positive messages out into the world. It wasn't about... Um, sharing who I truly was with the world. It was about selling stuff. And even in investment banking, I had become a really good salesperson, but I didn't feel good about that anymore. So I basically stepped away from everything that I had created in my life and I fell extremely ill. That was around the time I developed multiple autoimmune disorders. I completely lost the sight in my left eye. I had had early onset rheumatoid arthritis. I had completely fallen apart and had chronic fatigue to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed anymore. So for me, coming from like a kick-ass, strong woman doing everything in the world, going to be a famous actress, running a huge business with many employees looking up to me, I crumbled hard. And basically had to recreate who I truly was from a place of real bliss 
knowing myself and knowing my purpose in the world. And so I work with a lot of women now that are dealing with similar things. Everyone's on a different spectrum and has different challenges, but it always comes back to what is your bliss? And that's where I like to come from with everyone, including myself. Wow, Crystal, thank you so much for sharing that part of your story as well. I really relate to that actually in terms of the food allergies and growing up in that in that way of feeling like you, you know, didn't necessarily get to do the same things other kids did at that age. Oh, and- yeah. It it separates you, though. I think that having those challenges younger in life helps you to almost to reconnect more with who you truly are. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been such a blessing in my life. And and I didn't necessarily think that then. But definitely now looking back, I'm like, wow, you know, and and I'm so grateful now to see how much more health awareness there is and and dietary allergies and sensitivities Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. The awareness is incredible. So yeah, 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 beautiful. (laughs) So looking back at the experience of that whole identity of what you'd created and and stepping into now healing your body and moving forward from that place. What were some of the the steps along the way for you? Mm -hmm. So a big part of that was just taking that time to relax and not constantly be pushing myself. And I think as women, we're, we're very motivated and we know how to get shit done. So oftentimes, even when it's against how our body, um, what our body wants, we're going to push through that. And I had to learn that I could not be that high achiever that I wanted to be all the time and that I had to take time for self-care and take time to journal and walk in the forest and do all that softer feminine stuff. Mm -hmm. And from embracing my feminine side, I had spent so many years driven in my masculine energy. I had to drop back into that feminine. And from there, I was able to heal. And from there is how I created Refresh Natural Health. Wow. And now you must see an incredible amount of people come through there and healing their body and doing the work to really get back to themselves, eh? Oh, yeah. It It is such an honor to work with people. And I find that you know, I attract people that are are in the place that I was in. So the people that I work with often are experiencing similar challenges. And they've been through they've seen so many other doctors, naturopaths, homeopaths, everybody they can see and they end up in our in our clinic. Mm -hmm. And I, I resonate with them so well, because I know that frustration of not getting the answers you want and feeling lost. And that's what our clinics really able to provide because we've we've been through that my my mother and I actually run the clinic together she is an amazing woman and helped me through a lot of those challenges in my younger years so uh yeah it's incredible what we're able to offer and interestingly after being a coach and focusing so much on nutrition with people for so long I found that the ones that really really got the benefit from it it wasn't just about the nutrition yeah in the nutrition is a foundation. So I really feel like we're eating for bliss. So when we're eating the right foods, when we're feeding ourselves properly, bliss is like a missing food group. It's like a nutrient we need in our body for success. And I found that the people that really took what I taught them and moved forward into amazing careers, amazing relationships, it became less about the food and more about the empowerment of bliss. Yeah. And and so with with Refresh, I feel like Refresh has existed and, and is existing for exactly its purposes right now. And 
where I'm at in my life is now that I've noticed that, that bliss, and I am so connected to women, and I want to bring out their sensuality and their empowerment, but from that feminine place, the Blissful Woman Project is just so where my heart is right now. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that you said that about the nutrition piece and how it truly is. It's like, bliss is that missing food group. I'm totally going to quote you on that. (laughs) You know, really like that foundation, I think is so powerful. And I I used to do a lot of work in the nutrition industry as well. And I found that, and I'm curious if you do too, like that it's as people want to get healthy, if they focus solely on the food, the results are much slower or, or not at all because they, they can't really stick to it and just creating the same patterns and thoughts and, and oh, how they yeah. live their lives, right? So I really feel like nutrition is almost like the gateway. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's actually the foundation of the my program with Blissful Woman Project. Like that is the first layer. And I'm not sure. Are you familiar with Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs? Yes. Okay. So a lot of the work that I'm doing is using that as the foundation. We need that, uh, we need that, that nourishment as that first level. We need then the next level is our, the safety, our feelings of love and acceptance and relationships. But we have to start first with the nutrition because if we're just feeding ourselves garbage, we are going to feel like garbage and that's going to be our output into the world. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, always trying to f- fill that base need over and over again and, and not really mm-hmm. being able to access that higher level of creativity and joy. Oh, bliss yeah. And oh, stuff. yeah. Where all the good stuff is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. yeah. I love learning more about this and how this has all come together for you. So yeah, as you've really like, you know, gone through this process yourself and now are able to coach people and work with women in this way. Um, what are some of the most, I guess, transformative or more most, you know, enlivening ways that you have found to really access that part for yourself? Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, well, we all come into this world in a state of bliss. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're born with that bliss molecule just running through our systems. And then as we get older, whether it's in your, you know, your preteens, your teenage years, there's going to be things and I like to call them bliss blocks. So there's going to be things that come into your life, whether it's relationships or circumstances outside of your control, and they are going to block your bliss. And they are going to teach you that what you are doing is not right. And a lot of times for women, that comes down to their sensuality and their power as a woman. So we get all of these bliss blocks that are just dampening our spirit, our light, our soul. And it takes a bit to remember who we were before that happened. And that's where I like to start. So one of the best activities someone can do is sit down with the notepad and start thinking about what brought them bliss when they were a kid. What inspired the feeling of bliss? And for me, a definition of bliss means it's a state of effortless joy, profound connection, and the absence of doubt. So if you're in that state, what are you feeling? What does that feel like to you, that feeling of bliss? And when did you last have it as a kid? So a lot of times women connect with the water very well. So I've worked with women that will remember that their happiest times in childhood were when they were in a lake in their hometown. And then they look into their preteen years and we ask the same question. 
where were you when you were feeling the most blissful in your teenage years? And oftentimes it's connected to the water element again or some other element in their life. And we look for that through line in their life at the moments where they have experienced that profound connection, absence of doubt and effortless joy. And then we figure out how they can start incorporating that into their adult life and slowly look at those bliss blocks and start to remove them, challenge them move forward the, through the fear. Cause a lot of times we're not experiencing bliss because we are afraid of what that looks like and how we are going to be judged. And we need to wash that off and be our true feminine, fierce, powerful selves and reignite with who we really are. Yes. So good. You said a lot in there that I kind of feel like unpacking. So I'm like, go, yeah, find a couple it. parts in there. Cause <laughs> what you just said was so powerful in the, in the fear aspect. Cause I was having a conversation with a woman the other day and, and, you know, it was like we were talking about that access to our freedom of expression and, and really showing up. I love what you're, what you're saying about the sensuality and really connecting to that, that femininity that we so naturally have. And she said, but could it be that easy for me to mm. just do that thing? And, and like, she was looking for some big, you know, grandiose, you know, I think sometimes we think it's going to be this massive breakthrough or something transformative is going to happen. Whereas it could be that that ability to express yourself and maybe it's dancing or wearing a certain outfit or really connecting to yourself in a certain way. Like that's exactly it. Yeah. Can you can you jam on that for a second? Because I feel like there's there's a simplicity, but there's also a depth to it. And I feel like you know a lot about that, you know, really. Mm-hmm accessing through the resistance and and noticing the little bit of the fear and how how could it be that easy for me to really experience bliss through some of these mm-hmm. simple acts mhm well be, just to touch on the sensuality because i think that's a big part as women we've been we've been taught to really suppress our sensuality which is a natural state for the feminine soul So with women that have a hard time with that, we're not making big leaps. One of the first things that I do is have a woman really, really like caress her skin, feel her body, reconnect with her soul, dance, like you said, put on music and just jam. I often get women to buy a hula hoop and just start with the hips, start moving your hips, start reconnecting to that energy field because we've, a big part of it is that you've just lost that connection to it and you've been taught that it's bad or wrong. So we make small steps initially, but what I find is that just by doing those small steps, we're not that far from it. It's not Mm. that thing that, you know, it's going to take forever to tap back into. As soon as you feel it even a little bit, it's such a joyous feeling such a powerful feeling that you're just going to roll with it. And then I'm kind of hands off because you're, you're going, you're loving your body. Sensuality comes from a place of self-love and that's where we have to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for speaking to that. I I love hula hoops too. Yeah. (laughs) They're just the best. They're the best. It's like basically my only form of exercise. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just, I feel like it accesses that, that part of me that's like super playful get into that inner child, playing around in the backyard. Like, yeah, so good. Oh yeah, it's the best. And that's another reason why the hula hoop works so well is because we all used hula hoops when we were a kid and things was a little bit simpler than for most of us. So it also reconnects us to that childhood spirit that just brings all of that out. It's like, it's like a doorway to everything that you truly are and you're dancing and you're playing and you're throwing that hula hoop up in the air and just doing whatever without a care. And that's really where true bliss starts where you're not doubting yourself and you're feeling in flow with your own joy. 
Oh, love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and I'm curious because it sounds like you came from, like you described, like a very masculine driven place in your world where you were, you were making things happen and you were go, go, go and a successful career, you know, going into film, doing all these different things. What has the impact been like for you now that you've really integrated all of this and, and you really sound like you've accessed this, this bliss, right? What is that oh, like in yeah. terms of your performance and your work and your life? It is outstanding, Stacy. I can't even, I don't know what I was doing before. I was basically just burning myself out nonstop. And I thought back then that being in a softer feminine state would not serve me in business at all. And I had no clue. And I see it now. I work with a lot of people in very high positions and I when I am truly authentically me whether that's my softer side or my more masculine side and as women we're always flowing but I'm consistently authentic to myself and from that place of authenticity comes true power where you can make true choices and people feel it I don't have to be driven all the time I can be soft in my confidence and that is where a lot of the success that I've had recently comes from is just being truly authentically me. And I am in my feminine. I love being sexy and sensual and girly and giggly and playful. And I feel like that is attracting into my life exactly what I need right now. Yeah. Mm. I had a big smile on my face as you were describing that. Oh, so, you yeah. know, because it feels good. It you feel good. good. And like, yeah. <laughs> like get, I always get women and anyone listening now, like just to like shimmy and shake your body a little bit, like just feel what that feels like just to like loosely throw your arms up in the air and jiggle things. It's just <laughs> to reconnect with your skin, your, your muscles, your gut refreshes specifically a digestive health clinic. And there's a reason we start there. So women, we just need, we need to learn how to breathe back into our feminine and allow that to exist. It's very, very powerful in business relationships. I was working with a girl um, recently that had issues with her partner in the bedroom. They were just, she was a very masculine energy. And so that didn't allow her partner to express himself fully. And so they were having some issues in the bedroom. And just simply by having her drop into her feminine, she felt better. They had better sex. He felt like the man and that contributed to their relationship being more successful because we need that polarity in our relationships. It is healthy and we can ebb and flow in that. But when it comes to the, the masculine and the feminine relationships and why we're seeing so much chaos within that right now, it's for majority of people that I work with, I see that it's because a lot of us women, especially business women and intelligent women, we have pushed ourselves more into the masculine, which doesn't really leave room for the men in our lives to show up for us in the way that we want them to. Yes. Thank you for saying that. And I was really honing in on what you had said about the, you know, how we have this perception that being this soft feminine state or being in our fluidity of being a female, that it won't be powerful in some way. Yeah, which and is completely the opposite. Exactly. Like it's, and I always think of the difference between like power and force. And we were talking mm -hmm. a little bit about this in the last episode about mm -hmm. like that there's a real distinct difference. And you just described it about being in your power as a woman and really being in your being in your power, you know? Oh, yeah. 
that yeah it, yeah it affects relationships career health like everything so yeah. everything and then all of a sudden you'll find that you're actually attracting what you want yeah because true power that's for me true power is like being tapped into the universal intelligence where I feel like I am in flow with my mission and my purpose here and I am not forcing anything. Whereas in my earlier years, I had an image of who I thought I had to be and I'm a powerful woman. And so I forced myself into those positions and thought it was really great, but my body knew better, my spirit knew better. And that's why I had to take that step back and, you know, rediscover my, my bliss and who I really was and then bring that into the world. I am so much happier now than I ever, ever was back then. Wow. Yeah. So beautiful. And as you were going through this, like, I'm, I'm curious too about like how, I mean, just to give like a realistic approach for, for women who are listening to this, who might be going through some struggles right now, you know, where they feel like they're in that rediscovering phase or really having to take a break and take a look at their lives, you know, um, like what were some of the initial steps that you took and, and how long that journey, you know, I know it's personal for everybody, but realistically, how long that kind of took for you to really start to access that power within you? I had such severe adrenal burnout that I didn't quite feel back to neutral for probably about two years. If I'm to be honest, it took a while. It's not a quick fix. If you think about all the years previous to now that you've been living your life a certain way, those are trained responses. And specifically in women, our, our fight or flight response is very strong. So we've trained that stress response. And it's going to take a while to switch that up into a state of a bliss response. And we're always going to have stress come up. Like we're not going to be in a state of bliss all the time. That's not going to happen. But it's just about retraining uh, how you respond to the world and how you show up in the world. So for me, there was that element that was the the stress element that and that took the longest because that that's locked in strong. It was for me anyways. And I find that it is quite often with women. And in addition to that, I had to slow down which was very hard for me. I had to lie on the couch. I had to journal. I had to take time to go to the forest and, and just be there and learn to be present again instead of always looking forward at that next step, that next opportunity, that next thing I'm pushing myself to and never taking the time to rest. So that was a huge challenge. And I, I, I don't know if you can relate, Stacy, but like, you know, in business. And when you're pushing stuff forward, there's that constant voice in the back of your head telling you to go, 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 do, do, do. And it's hard to, to quiet that for moments of those self-love, self-care activities. And there's a, a huge amount that we can go into that will be helpful to women, but they're, they're the simple things that we just don't take enough time to do. And in addition to the diet things that are nourishing our body from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I relate to that. Yeah. And it's been a real practice for me to slow down in order to speed up, you know, like really, really slowing down. Like I gave up caffeine uh, a couple months ago entirely. And I've attempted that many times over the years. Uh, <laughs> but really, it, it just came to a point where I had to really ask myself some tough questions, you know, like, why are you drinking caffeine in this way? Because for me, I was trying to speed things up. I totally feel like people can drink caffeine in an empowered way too. But I was mm-hmm. trying to like, almost like push myself through and, and show up in a certain way from like this, this concept of not being enough as I was. 
So Mm -hmm. drinking caffeine is kind of like a band-aid approach to that. And so when I stopped drinking it, it was like all of a sudden I had, I was forced to kind of slow down in a sense because my brain just wasn't working the same way for a little while there. Oh yeah. uh, (laughs) Holy moly. I was like, Oh, am I going to be able to do this? Like I had, I had some moments of doubting, um, <laughs> but you know, all jokes aside, I made it through. I survived, um, you know, took some good supplements and stuff and, and really mm-hmm. just, and had to slow down in a sense and be really honest with myself about what tasks were very important and everything. And I found mm-hmm. it so powerful, even, even if you're still drinking, having any of that kind of stuff, but just to slow down and really like ask yourself and do some journaling, like you said, or go for a walk, like choose to create space, mm-hmm. you know, there's so that, much power in that. It's mm-hmm. such a key element. And then the next layer would be giving yourself permission to be yeah. blissful. Wow. And that's a really hard one for people. We spend a lot of time thinking that we're not, where it's not okay just to be in a state of bliss. Like we need to be working hard. We need to be challenged, but finding those moments and that space to create those blissful moments and allow yourself those, no matter what it is, maybe you need to treat yourself to some chocolate, go get Mm. some ice cream, do something that makes you feel joyous inside. Just every single week, no matter what, every day, if you can do one thing that puts you into a state of bliss and don't judge yourself for it. Tell yourself, this is my, this is who I am. This is who I am. And just allow that to be. So that would be the next step. And then the hardest, most challenging part is really looking at the relationships in your life and the career that you're in and those big life changes that when you start to trigger that bliss molecule in your brain more, the anandamine, which ironically, ananda is one of, um, it's a Sanskrit word, and that means bliss. We've literally had a word for bliss longer than we've had many other words. It is such an important part of the human experience, and we are not allowing it to be for us. So allowing that and then really taking the time to go, is this relationship serving my bliss? Is this career serving my bliss? And you might have to make some hard choices, but you have to remember that you are either stepping forward into bliss or you are just stepping back into safety and no one wants to look back on their life and go, oh, okay, I made some safe choices. (laughs) Well, what do we remember about her? Well, she was very safe. You know, very comfortable, you know, didn't yeah. take very many risks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that anyone wants that to be on, you know, their, their final tombstone there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. not. No. You know, I'm curious because we, even that permission piece, that's so huge. You know, truly, like, like how good can you stand it? I think sometimes we, um, one of the books that really influenced this thought process for me was The Big Leap. Have you ever heard of this book? I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet. Oh, it's so good. I think you'd really enjoy it, actually, especially because I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, sometimes it's it's like we hit that upper limit of like how good it can be, you know, and like, oh, this is good enough or this this job is good enough or, you know, this this way I'm treating myself is good enough versus like that next level, like what you're talking about, like truly accessing bliss and how great you can actually feel and be and move through the world. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, and you you don't know it till you know it too. Yeah. <laughs> you need to take those moments. You need to go treat yourself. You need to give yourself that permission. And then as soon as you get that nutrient that you've been lacking in for so long, you, you'll you start to know what those next steps are in your life. Yes. 
can't ignore it. You open up a door and then it's like, well, there it all is. That's what I truly want. And then you got to go and it feels good on the other side. Mm -hmm. And you can't go back once you've, uh, once you've experienced how good it can be. Once you got a hula hoop, you're like, I'm not not going back to running anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The pun, like a lot of women, you know, with exercise, they're running, 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 and they're already in such a state of stress that their cortisol levels are just depleted and they hit the, you know, the treadmill, they, they run, they run, they run, and they're just depleting themselves more and more. So I'm always looking for the nourishing activities because that's where the magic is. Mm. Let's go there for a second, because that's actually (laughs) really interesting, because I used to be a major runner, loved running, loved it so much, but I had major adrenal taxing going on, was already stressed. It was, I found that I got the kind of endorphin high from it, but my body was really getting massively exhausted. And the whole concept of like us running from saber tooth tigers or something (laughs) every day, it's like, if we did that every day, wouldn't our bodies kind of think we were trying to survive just barely? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're basically burning it. You're burning yourself out every day. And there's a healthy version of it. And there's an extremely unhealthy version of it. So yeah, it's definitely and you know, the media can be very confusing. And, and the science that's available to us can push us in different directions. So it's always about really tapping into yourself and going, what does my body want today? And a lot of times the first step is just simply feeding yourself right because when you're nourishing yourself right all of a sudden all your gut bacteria are happy and that's sending signals to your brain you're eating the foods that are bringing bliss into your life and then you're going to innately make choices that are healthy for you instead of just listening to what everyone else says you should do and forcing yourself in that direction yeah so good okay we're going to take a little segue here and talk about your top five blissful foods go oh my (laughs) gosh okay chocolate. So I love, love, love chocolate. It's one of my favorite things. I've always, you know, for the longest time, people told me, oh, you shouldn't eat chocolate. It's not good for you. I am obsessed with raw chocolate. I'm not going to go to the store and buy a chocolate bar full of milk and sugar and all that nonsense, but I will indulge at a raw food cafe, though, Mm -hmm. like little maple syrup, sweetened chocolate. So, so good. Uh, Another one of my favorite vanilla powder. If you just open up a bag of vanilla and and you smell that, tell me that you don't feel bliss for a second. That is the (laughs) best. Um, Another one, basil. Oh, Ah. I love basil. So if you get basil and you rub your hands on basil and then you just smell your fingers, (laughs) that is just the best. That's going to stimulate so, so much bliss in your brain. I am also a huge fan of bananas. Mm. I love bananas. So banana smoothie, just having a banana makes me feel so, so, so good. Um, What's another one? I I love um, basil and pineapple is one of my like favorite combos. That is the best. Isn't it? Oh, good. So good. I had these popsicles uh, when I was in Sayulita last year. They made these popsicles with uh, pineapple and basil, and they basically just pureed it together and froze it, and it was dynamite. It, yeah, those that dynamite. combination of flavors is the absolute best. And I even throw that in a smoothie sometimes. So good. Yeah, basil in a smoothie, yum, yum, yum. Um, okay, one else? more. Top, one top more. list food. One more. Um, <laughs> That's a really good, there's so many. 
Uh, I would definitely, well, I mean, I'd say just in general ice cream, but I'm going to go yeah. with the coconut base. The texture of ice cream just gives me bliss. Yeah. I cannot have ice cream in my mouth and not feel happy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And obviously a healthy option for ice cream. There's plenty of them around. Oh, there's so many. I'm seeing lots of new places pop up with new stuff. So that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. I wanted to talk about that too, because I think sometimes we tend to get like you were describing a little bit earlier, like even like the, you know, having like a something in your day where you're just like, ah, oh, this is so good. That new level of appreciation for the foods. Cause I think we've all been kind of taught to, especially recently, there's a lot more stuff coming out. Like, you know, food should not be a source of pleasure and all these things, but it is a source of pleasure for many of yeah, us. It absolutely is. Mm. And, and denying that is just denying yourself basically. Yeah. I mean, we need the nourishment of food to survive. So, of course, getting that is going to inspire bliss in our brains. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's healthy ways to go about doing it. And then there's more of the sa- standard American diet, the sad diet that's just going to bring you down. Mm-hmm. So uh, focusing on the fact that food is is something that's okay to be excited about and and nourish yourself with that and indulge every once in a while. Give yourself permission to indulge in the healthy ways that you know are supporting yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main things that I've always done with my nutrition coaching. I'll have clients come in and they're like, okay, I can't have gluten, dairy, sugar. I can't have corn. I can't have soy. And they're focusing so much on what they can't do that it feels like a heavy weight on their shoulder. And they're never going to be successful if that's how they're moving forward. So they come in to see me and I'm like, let's turn that around. Let's talk about all the things you can have. Let's talk about the fact that if you open up a bag of vanilla and you put that into your smoothie, you add chocolate and banana, maybe a little bit of mint, and you enjoy that with some ice cubes, that's going to bring you pleasure. And that is feeding your soul and your body at the same time. And all of a sudden it switches around in their brain and it becomes less about the fear of eating. We've put so much fear onto food it's it's dangerous it's it's not about the food it's 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 about like our choices when it comes to picking those things we indulge in yeah yeah that's so powerful so powerful and I feel like that crosses over into the other ways that we experience bliss like what you just described like focusing on the things that we can't do or we can't have or where we aren't or whatever versus mm-hmm. like really being in the moment of bliss of what mm-hmm. we have what we can create and yeah yeah And often that can be a little uncomfortable to start with because you're having to really look at where your life is and what you actually want. It's very easy to just be numb in life and roll with the punches and not really um, allow yourself to realize your true calling. And so through the work with Blissful Woman, a lot of times women have to do that uncomfortable work where they have to sit down and go, okay, what actually brings me bliss? Where is my happiness? Where did I lose that? And then start doing activities that bring that back. Yeah, we've, we've been, we've been just dampened for so long. Those bliss blockers hit us strong as women. The bliss blockers. I get like a visual when you do that. I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's it's bliss is a very visceral thing. Like we have to feel into it. And when you feel that that's when you lock on and why would we not want to be in a state of bliss or at least always working towards getting that rhythm of bliss into our lives. An interesting thing, and I'm you might have some uh, things to say about this, too. But I I mean, we grew up with a, uh, a lot of that that hardcore feminism. And that has always been something that never felt right to me. I felt like it was 
basically putting a lot of masculine energy onto a topic of femininity. And what the Blissful Woman Project is, is embracing that femininity and allowing it to exist with men. And that's one of my major missions in the world is to bring men and women back together into their symbiotic relationship and, and respect and support for one another instead of um, from a place of fear and anger. Yeah. And force, it sounds like, you know, force. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. men so I, are incredible. Yeah. Women are incredible. We both have incredible abilities to come together and create in just massive movements in our lives. Something that you said earlier really stuck out to me about the like why we feel inclined to go into our masculine and, and when we are like hustling and making things happen and, and all of these things. It's like, you know, in partnership with a man, oftentimes like what you described going, you know, in the bedroom or even just in like house duties, like sharing duties and stuff. It's like, you know, that communication and how we relate to men, if we're coming from this masculine place can be very confronting and very forceful mm -hmm. and, and not really breeding a lot of connection and, and, you know, allowing ourselves to receive support from men as well is huge. Like, oh yeah. Holy moly. That it is so huge. And if you can get yourself into a, a place where you release a lot of that around your relationship and allow that man in your life to step into his role as, as a support for you, all of a sudden he starts to feel more valuable. You feel more valued and you start to flow and sing together and everything just gets better. It's so beautiful when I see that happen. I just love, love, love it. Uh, Alison Armstrong, are you familiar with her work? Yes. The I just Queen's adore. Yes. yes. She's like, she is on point when it comes right? to that relationship work. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Such a beautiful, beautiful message she has. So it's, it's incredibly powerful. And I love too, what she says about uh, how, you know, a woman comes into that, into the house and the mess all around is basically yelling at her. We are so sensitive to our environment as women that you, it's important to create a space for yourself, mm -hmm. like sinks of dishes. We just leave those sinks of dishes. I don't know if you can relate, but I certainly, I always know when there's a sink of dishes there, oh, I can yeah. hear it. Yeah, it is, it is yelling at yeah. me. <laughs> and then I can't focus on bliss and all those other things. So creating that, creating that environment for growth as a woman, knowing, knowing what affects you in that way and how sensitive of a being you truly are, that creates a great foundation for growth too. Mm, love that. Yeah. That's so, so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to hear some of your, like your favorite activities now that you've been playing in this realm of bliss and experiencing mm -hmm. this and working with other women, like what are your, some of your favorite ways to access that inner bliss? So for me, bliss usually comes from a place of a creative outlet. So uh, I've always been very creative, which is why the acting was at a time good for me. And so I, I now express that creativity through the work I do, the businesses that I run. And so what used to feel like hard work where I'd push myself, I flow much more easily into it. And I don't put different pressure around it, allowing myself to come like knowing that I am a female and that I have a message to share and that I can get that out into the world in a powerful way as a female, that feels good to me. So that's one thing I would say, uh, just to continue your business, like continue moving that forward, but that it can come from a place of softness too. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that outlet, dance, like we talked about, hula hoop dance, so amazing. I love music. I will just lie on the carpet and just listen to music and let it flow into my my body. I, I think most women connect very deeply with music and sound. It's a part of our genetics, our DNA, our history. So if you can put music on and just allow that to feed your soul, I, I you find great bliss in doing that. Another one, bubble baths, or for oh. me, it's not really not really a full-on bubble bath, but I am obsessed with essential oils. I love essential oils. Just opening up one and smelling it just brings me so much bliss. So I'll create little bath bombs for myself where I use Epsom salts, dead sea salts. I'll add, I love ylang ylang, frankincense, lavender. I put that all together. I shake it up and I put it into a bath and I feel like I'm a, a magic witch. And that, <laughs> that makes me feel super in my power as a female because we all have that knowledge. We all know. We used to go into the forest and pick things for our family. Ancient, ancient history of like the female innate knowing and innate connection to nature. So anytime I can do that, I am fully in my bliss and my power as a woman. So I love that. Cooking is another place that I find bliss. And for a long time, I did not do it. And I do still find it a struggle to make the time to to prepare my meals, to do all of that with everything else going on. But when I can get into the kitchen and create something, take different ingredients and make like a delicious banana bread or something like that, and it works, I just feel totally fulfilled. It's so simple, but I love it. (laughs) Totally know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, like I did that. (laughs) And it's delicious. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to share it with everyone. Exactly. Right. And that's where, too, I get so much bliss is really helping people. When I did the same exercises of looking at my like my bliss points in life, like what did I do as a kid where I experienced most bliss? A huge part of that was I would my mom ran a daycare. And so I would take those daycare kids and I would run like after school, like teaching sessions where I would have activities planned for them and they would sit down and I was their teacher for the afternoon and I would like lead them through different activities and that continued into my teenage life I was like president of this leadership committee and we would create activities for the students at the school and that gave me a bit of a teacher vibe towards that too and now I teach women bliss and I teach I coach on nutrition and that's a through line and I'm always happy when I'm teaching Mm -hmm. so that's a powerful that was a powerful connection for me to realize that Absolutely. Like to distinguish what it is that we, when we're in that state, right, that we're really experiencing that flow and that bliss and that, oh yeah, so good. Uh, Yeah. And it also is a great way to tap into purpose and passion because I know a lot of women that I work with, that's a huge thing. They don't really know what they want to do. They perhaps got lost in a career, lost in a relationship, had kids, focused all their energy on that and forgot what it was that truly made them happy. And so we have to peel those layers back and and go all the way back to childhood because that's when you were there. That's when you were blissful. And there was moments of bliss there that I want to pull back on and bring into your adult life like the hula hoop. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Why Why do we? Yeah. Hula hooping is adulting. It is at its finest, actually. (laughs) I mean, I don't know who said adulting was about, you know, all this serious stuff in the first place. I mean, I feel like I can create more and get more done and be more effective when I'm having fun. Heck, yes, you can. Like, seriously, I've tried so many different, 
you know, productivity hacks over the years, all these different things. And nothing works better than when I'm in that state of actually enjoying it and being in the flow and being like, ooh, you know, and bringing a different mindset into it. So yeah, it makes such a huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I love what you said about accessing that purpose. Like we often do, we, we, it's like through the action, you know, like through doing and through being in motion, we tend to really access those parts of ourselves and and find Mm -hmm. what really lights us up. So, so Mm -hmm. beautiful, the work that you're doing, Crystal. Thank you so much for this. This is really powerful. Oh, thank you. Any, anytime Mm. I get to share this message and, and hopefully have a woman go, Oh, where is my bliss? Like if we just stop for a second and ask ourselves, where is our bliss? What does bliss mean to me? And tap back into that. You are, you're already miles ahead. Just taking that moment to ask yourself that question. Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. hey? You know, mm-hmm. as you're saying that, I'm really letting that land, you know, for me and for the listeners. Like that is so important for us to have that awareness and really just ask. Like, just ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can you incorporate that more in your life? A great activity for everyone listening is to get a notebook and write, I am blissful when, and then write down 10 to 20 things that make you feel complete and total bliss. And you can use my definition of bliss. You can look it up in the dictionary or create one of your own, but whatever it is, just write it down. I am blissful when. So good. I can't wait to see more of this stuff that you're going to be doing with Blissful Woman Project. Tell us about, I know you have a program coming up. Tell us about that. Yeah, the the program starts on August 22nd. Bliss Begins With You is the name of the program. It's a foundation level that everybody that does the higher level coaching and um, the other programs that are coming out specific to sex, relationships, career, all that. Everyone will start with the Bliss Begins With You program. And it is going to be based on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So we can make sure that we're addressing the, the, the baseline needs of every human, including proper nourishment and safety. And then we're going to go into love and relationships. We're going to go into career and then we're going to go into the self-actualization component where you're taking your purpose and your passion in this world and, and allowing yourself to share it with others. Mm, Sounds gorgeous. It's a 30 day, it's a 30 day program. So we'll have different activities every single week, uh, starting August 22nd. And I'm so, so excited to see what these women come up with. Beautiful. And so we'll put the link to that and everything and to get connected with you and, and all that you're doing. I love what you post on social media as well. You're always posting really powerful and fun, like bringing the bliss to the social media platform. (laughs) You know, so we'll definitely put the links to that. You want to go follow Crystal. She's so much fun. Thank you so, so much, Stacey. You're just such a light. Oh, thank you. This has been a yeah. lot of fun getting to hear your story. And I, I know that a lot of the listeners, you know, we, we all have had different struggles in different ways that we've gone, you know, had those moments, like what you were describing of like that identity of your job and your career, and then your health and all of these things and coming out the other side to where you are now is so empowering to hear that, that story mm-hmm. and how that whole catharsis, that whole process that you endeavored into and now being where you're at and getting to teach others is so incredibly powerful. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. It's uh, it's actually interesting because, you know, the iritis that I lost my sight and the rheumatoid arthritis, all of that feels like a totally different section of my life now. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to go back in and share that story again and, and go through that. And now to the other side, it, it even helps me create that through line even more solidly in my life. Yeah, I so hear you on that. Absolutely. 
So before we end, I love to ask, um, I want to ask you one more question actually before this one, because I'm, I'm actually curious because I know you're really into a lot of different women's wisdom and stuff like that too. And was there any books or teachers or mentors or information, just anything that you found yourself, it really, it really supported you along this journey and still does maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely say Alison Armstrong was a big yeah. part of me understanding that men and women are very different and that's okay and how we can support each other. That was a huge, huge part of that. Um, and then I think I've read so many different business books over the years. I find that most of the wisdom that I get comes from journaling, comes from poetry, comes from music. I'm, I'm a very feeling based person. So I might read a whole book, but take two things away that just hit me in the gut and I felt them. And then I, I move forward from there. But I definitely say if, if everyone reads Alison Armstrong's work, you are going to get a lot from that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Every single person that, that has read that book or accessed any of her work, it's like, we're all like the following. We're like, have you read the book? Right? I know. It's like every woman needs to read this book. Seriously. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. This has been such a pleasure. So the final question is more of a statement. You get to fill in the blank is if you really want to improve your life, fill in the bank, the blank, the bank. Mm -hmm. If you really want to improve your life, reconnect with your inner child. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So good. I always, I love putting that at the end because I always get the most fascinating answers out of the people on the show. And I, it's, there's no right answer to that. You know, like you get to fill in the blank with whatever it is for you. And, and I, yeah, the access that inner child, that is like state of bliss right there. If we were to bottle it up. Yeah. Bottle that bliss up. Let's sell it. (laughs) Spray it all over like a good perfume. Drop some bliss bombs around the world. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I got so many good quotes out of you today, just saying. Oh, awesome. Yes. So what You're is so the, wonderful. Thank you. What is the best way for the listeners to reach out to you? What do you how do you love to connect with people? I am, uh, I'd say Facebook for sure. I check my Facebook messages a lot more often than Instagram right now. But um, I definitely say connect with me, Crystal Verba on Instagram. Uh, it's where I'm moving a lot of my content to. And then of course, going to the Blissful Woman Project. That's where you'll find a lot of um, a lot of new information about the the projects we're doing connected to Bliss. Beautiful. So we'll put all the links to that, ladies. And of course, if you had any questions or insights, or if there's something that you want to share with Crystal from this episode, feel free. I'm just putting it. I, I know you want to hear from them. So I'm just putting oh, it out yeah. there. Reach out to her or me and we can we can keep that conversation going because this this isn't just a snapshot of what you know, the work that Crystal's doing as well. So if this interests you and you really related to this, I totally encourage you to reach out to her or me and share whatever you got out of this because we love to have those conversations outside of the podcast as well. Oh, so yeah. thank you for tuning in. And Crystal, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Stacey. It's been a blast.